I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that other good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Joshua Whistler on the line. He's an attorney and CEO over at the Whistler Law Firm. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show. Super excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. So um, I'm, I'm pumped to get into what you're doing over at the Whistler Law Firm and how you're helping your clients. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Uh, how did you get started in business? Sure. So I always had an entrepreneurial spirit in me. I was always trying to get experience, um, getting little tastes of different industries, different businesses, seeing basically, you know, what's out there, what trying to figure out what I like, what I dislike. So I always had, you know, different odd jobs um, throughout my career. Um, but the way I got into law was I had an internship in college with a uh, on Capitol Hill with a congressman and who kind of became a mentor-like figure and basically said, you know, with a law degree, that'll open a lot of doors for you in whatever you choose. Um, so that's how I eventually decided to go to law school um, after having being a healthcare consultant and through some other ways. I found myself down uh, in Florida at law school and then going getting into the legal career. Um, it sounds to me like maybe mentors have, have played a big role in your um, in your upbringing and also obviously in your career decision for law. Um, there's a lot of younger listeners um, that are, you know, contemplating um, you know, what they're going to do out of college. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on, you know, going out to seek the right type of mentors to help them along their way? So, like you said, um, finding the right mentor is crucial in your development, you know, as an individual and then also as a future, you know, business leader and entrepreneur. And I think one of the biggest struggles that young uh, entrepreneurs have or just young people in general is that they get um, they get discouraged, right? Because you'll try to get access to different CEOs or different people and it'll seem like they don't have any time. So my biggest advice is it's nothing personal when somebody's not getting back to you. Just keep trying. Just keep trying. And basically you want to some people might disagree, but basically just be annoying to the point where you get a response. And either that response is like, hey, sorry, I don't have time, but or it's usually one out of respect. Hey, I appreciate that persistence. You really want to speak with me. I want to make some time to speak with you. And that's usually how the relationship starts. Oh, I, I love I love your advice, and and I'll uh, and I'll say it a little bit um, more harshly maybe than you did, but basically your mom and dad or your parents or whomever raised you, um, they had a lot of time for you, so they made you number one. The guy that you want is time who's running a big organization. No offense, he does not have time for you. So you do need to be persistent. The higher up you go, the more persistent you need to be um, in terms of getting in front of them. And it's okay if they say no, you can leave. But if they haven't said no 
um, then that doesn't mean that they don't want to speak to you exactly what you said. Maybe they just haven't had time to do it or they're not, you know, you're not on their radar yet. So you have to put yourself on their radar. Um, so I, I love your advice on that, Josh, and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. Um, let's so I think you have to you have to be creative also sometimes. If there's that one person that you really think is going to help your future career, you know, I read um, this, I think it was the Third Door by Alex Benayan, and how he goes through and you know he's really creative and how he tries to get with these you know top leaders that he was trying to get interviews with. So you know I would I would recommend the same thing: be persistent and creative. What's an example of creativity? I got I have to ask that follow-up question because I think it's great advice, and I, I'm not claiming that I've been the most creative in the past in pursuing this. So, what do you think is a good a good tip? So, you you want to do your research on someone, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a potential client, a referral, or somebody that you eventually want to become a referral, you got to do some research. Um, you got to find out what they like. You have to find out, you know, who their contacts are, what type of industries they're in, what type of organizations they're part of. And by doing that research, you can find good contacts that mm. will lead to door openings to that specific person that you're trying to get a meeting with. No, I love it. That's great. So do your homework. I love it. Um, and, and, and nowadays, it's just so easy with LinkedIn and with other things. There's so much. Like, I can't even imagine, like, the amount of work it would have taken in the past. You'd literally have to go places and talk to people to see who figured out to who knows who. Now everything's on LinkedIn or somewhere else. I mean, literally, you, you have to spend a whole half an hour to an hour of your time on the Internet searching and to figure out the backstory of somebody. Because if they're high profile, then they're probably going to have some things out there. They're not going to be ghosts um, probably 99 times out of 100. Um, so, Josh, let's change it up a bit. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at the Whistler firm. Um, so what kind of uh, clients are you helping and what are you helping them with? Sure. So we primarily focus on property damage claims and specifically post-disaster. So mm. in, I'm based in Florida. So as you know, we get a lot of hurricanes. And after a hurricane comes through, uh, a lot of times, you know, homeowners, property owners, business owners, they're faced with a lot of, a lot of damage, a lot of devastation, and they turn to their insurance companies who they're looking for to help them out. And unfortunately, that help doesn't come. So we come in and we put a lot of pressure on the insurance companies through, you know, legal actions and other other resources to get our clients the benefits that they deserve. Mm. Are there any kind of trends you're noticing in your industry right now? Well, what I can tell you is that every year the insurance companies are trying mm. to carve out, carve out additional uh, exceptions and ways to deny mm. benefits. Um, so, you know, my biggest advice, um, especially since, you know, a lot of your a lot of your listeners are business owners, is figure out specifics of what you want to be covered in case of a loss or some extreme event. And then once you have those items listed, speak with your insurance agent or broker to actually find out if those things are covered. Because I can't tell you, Adam, how many times somebody comes, me, comes to me and you know some, something happens and they think that they have full coverage, everything's covered, and I read the policy, and I just, you know, I have to say I'm sorry. This, this mm. you know, actually the issue isn't. So think about what type of stuff you want to be covered for 
and then just follow up and make sure. Because I can tell you, most people don't read the 60 pages of their policies, so it's really important to have that figured out before something happens. And how often do you recommend somebody have that meeting? Because I, I always found that a big, a big, a big problem is people, even if they did read it or do it the first time, they don't, they don't go back and they don't, they don't have a second meeting a year or two down the line to figure out what's changed. Um, how often do you normally tell people to meet with their insurance guy or gal or whomever's helping them with that? So that's a great question, and I, I actually recommend an annual review because mm-hmm. depending on the state or um, locale that you're in most policies they change every year they have that renewal the annual renewal and they might add a rider or they might add an endorsement that you're not aware of or you know you might get an email or some mailer but you know most people don't pay attention they say oh they think it's an advertisement it's really uh you know putting them on notice of a change in their policy so i would say every year it's really important to review that and you might notice that hey there's some gaps now that you have to um, take into account and, and change for the future. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. At least um, every year going and having that quick meeting to see if there's any big changes, because if you don't do that, um, then when they come to talk to you, I mean, I, I can imagine that immediately. Like, well, when did you get this policy? Well, three years ago, five years ago. And you're like, well, since then, X, Y, Z has happened in the industry and it's all changed. Why didn't anybody tell me? Well, I'm guessing your insurance guy was calling you. Or I'm sure he tried to send the meeting. He didn't just forget you. You have a big policy with him, um, but uh, you maybe didn't make time or however that didn't happen. So I love that advice, Josh. Um, so if somebody's listening to this and if they, you know, want more information on uh, the Whistler Law Firm or to get in contact with you, what's the best route for them to follow up? So I think the easiest way is uh, check me out on LinkedIn, Josh Whistler at Whistler Law Firm. And um, our Facebook page, we've got a lot of great resources and some ebooks um, to help to help people in difficult situations. And look forward to uh, meeting anybody that is listening. All right. Well, uh, hey Josh, really appreciate you making time to come on the podcast, and appreciate all the work you're doing out there in Florida. And uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Josh, thanks again for coming on the show.